0: do 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 you queer 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 what i queer do you queer what i
1: queer
2: this is dick thomas elliot hi 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 how are you i am great how How is everyone at home listening, or in your car, or walking, or jogging. Where else do people listen to podcasts?
1: Bath? On the toilet? Maybe, but don't put your radio plugged in close to your <laughs> bathtub. That's safety corner for everyone listening.
2: The point is, we are... Do you queer what I queer? I jumped in and said the whole thing.
1: Bam. I I whispered the question mark at the end, so <laughs> I helped. Uh, and that is Elliot. And that is Tom. And together we are Dickwick. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is um, a super special extravaganza episode. It's, I know we say this a lot, but this one is pretty fucking special. <laughs> Stop telling us not to be excited about our own work, everybody. <laughs> We're going to continue to be excited and bring you content.
2: Yes, Um, that's great. So, of course, on today's episode, uh, we were joined by a myriad of amazing guests. Fantastic queer queer
1: creators, filmmakers, writers, directors, actors. This sounds like
2: there's 20 people, but many of those are the same thing. (laughs) Um, Brought to us by the amazing Bo Gomez, who is the marketing and outreach manager at the Inside Out Film Festival. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Inside Out Film Festival, Elliot, have you? Um, I had,
1: yes, but uh, not very in-depth, and so this was a wonderful treat for me to kind of get an inside look at Inside Out, which was fantastic. And also, Beau, um from the bottom of Dickwick's heart, thank you for for coordinating and managing this so so well. More on that later. Elliot, what's your colour today? Okay, so my colour today
2: is... Um, oh, this one's tricky for me, because I've been feeling a lot of emotions. My- Folks, I gotta from someone who's sitting in a room with Elliot right now, his energy is very scattered and intense. And I, I'm asking you and all of our listeners are imploring you just be real about that. Okay.
1: So here we go. My color is like a, like a chalky red, like a, like red brick that's crumbling and fading. Um, you know, because, uh, well, I mean, we'll get to this, but, this is the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. And so I'm like feeling some like Stonewall red walls of stones vibes. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also, uh, bricks bricks are symbols of resistance and also strength, but also um, something that you can't pass through, right? That, so I feel, um, I feel like I have to break down my own walls today a little bit. Um, and not my sugar walls, my like emotional metaphorical walls. Um, and I also feel like throwing red bricks. I'm very angry. <laughs> if, if that's, I'm just one last little tidbit on the anger part. Um, straight people get it together. I'm so sorry, but pride is not about queer people only tugging our own line and towing our own line. And yep. hi, all of our straight allies, all of our straight. There's friends. tons of
2: people that straight people that listen to this. We we know you and we love you.
1: Yeah, we love you. And caveat to that love is that. Um, help us please help us please come on this journey with us if you're yeah. a self-professed ally if if you have queer friends even if you don't have queer friends um if you believe in human rights and decency uh do something all year for sure june yeah. pl- you gotta you yeah. just gotta post about it talk about it do something yeah. small acts are great but let's see that shit
2: tom <laughs>
1: wow <laughs> yeah
2: all in all you're just uh, another, another break, break in the a wall yeah Dun, 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 you were really trounced dun, dun, in dun. there and then didn't know the words and just know the hummed words. like some howler monkey. I've
1: said this before. I just don't want to break the ears
2: of our listeners. <laughs> Tom, what's your color? <laughs> My color is a um, a, a bubblegum pink. Cute. Much like um, the inside of a Twink's butthole. Cute. Much like my rosy cheeks today on this sunny day. I love that. Much like, um, our Dickwick merch. You can buy a bubblegum pink, do you <gasps> queer what I queer t-shirt. That was expertly done. Um, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm really, I love this episode so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of it and mm-hmm. I'm happy to bring it to everyone. And also, um, I feel like I'm, Good at handling uh, crises Mm -hmm. Uh, when now that we've all been put through the ringer, I know how to like stay... Bubblegum with, with pink a, with a head on my shoulders. I love that. I think if That's that makes perfect any sense. Totally. That, that is very pink
1: to me. I like um, that. Yeah. Yeah. My, might, I also just say for all the twinks out there whose assholes aren't bubblegum pink, um, you're valid as well. And I'm sorry that Tom <laughs> made you feel victimized. Um, oh, you know, I love
2: a gray ass or a, a brown ass. I'm aware.
1: A, I'm aware. We're all aware. Oh
2: God. <laughs> that didn't come out right, but <laughs> we know, we'll know. Yeah. we just continue.
1: Um, I wanted to <laughs> circle back on something really fast. Happy Pride in the most joyful, positive, political way. Happy Pride from Tom, from Jesse. Unfortunately, we're sorry that he's wishing you
2: anything. (laughs) Um, And from Pamela and Pepper. Happy fucking Pride. Yeah uh be go out that be joyful be fucking queer yes have hope yes and be angry
1: yes and remember our history and this pride uh is fantastically celebrating like i just said um 50 years since the stonewall riots which um as i'm sure lots of our queers and straight listeners probably too know uh this was uh, a police raid that turned into a riot which turned into the first queer pride uh Starting on June 28th, 1969, in uh, Greenwich Village in New York. Um, And I won't go into more detail, but if you'd like to hear more on that, then you should check back um, episode 17 of this podcast. Cute. Uh, Referencing ourselves. Well, we've just, we did a pretty in depth thing. Tom and I both sob about it. We cover Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera's life and their hand in the Stonewall Riots. Um, And I'm really, I say this a lot, but I'm really happy to be honoring history. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of my favorite things about being queer. So.
2: Happy Pride, everyone. Right, and I love never forgetting just to trounce on you, because that's, I yep. guess, the theme today. Trounce City Trounce. Um, Pride was started as a protest against the police yep. by a, a trans woman of color Multiple who was a sex ex. worker. Yes. So... That's who start. That's who gave us this month. Yes, that's who fucking gave us this month. So go out and celebrate and remember your fucking history.
1: Yes, and even then too, like it's, it's obviously contested who threw the first what, who really started it. But what we do know for sure is that it was dykes, it was trans women of color, um, and it was queer people abound. It wasn't uh, only cis white gay men, which. Um,
2: Media would love to tell you and show you. So, speaking of um, queer people abound, yes, there is some queer people abound in British Columbia tree planting right now. And there's this whole group of like dirty little queers who are planting trees and doing great work. And they listen to us and we love them. And so, we just want to shout out to Michaela and Sally and their whole troop of like queer, green little little gremlins or whatever whatever little they are but tree queers. We, we love you and thanks for listening
1: from the bottom of all of our hearts we love you and pamela and pepper are um
2: slowly smiling right now you're yeah. cracking their angry facade <laughs> jesse actually wanted to mention that he doesn't like you right we that's why we silenced him
1: which is mostly a compliment i think if jesse doesn't like you then you're doing something right so um yeah so amazing thank you for that tom i have another thing may i do a thing Um, You don't have to ask me. This is your platform. The reason I'm asking is because it is heartbreaking. And so just um, warning that this is triggering. But when have we ever done that before? Okay. So okay. So this is a... We're pivoting now, right? We're pivoting, yes. From joy. From joy. Uh, Shocking, I know. Um, So for our American listeners, um, I'm sure you know this hopefully, but Canada has launched an inquest recently into the missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls um, in Canada... But also, this is an epidemic in the States as well. But basically, uh, colonialism is ongoing um, because of misogyny, because of racism, and because of just oppressive systems of power. Um, these these women and girls in particular are overly policed and um, are murdered because people target them more. Because guess what? I don't think people have been paying that much attention. And then people don't care. Exactly. exactly. So, uh This report is amazing, and it's also very heartbreaking. And I just want to direct all of our listeners to go to wwwmmiwg ffada.ca we can link that on our page but essentially you can read the report here it's called reclaiming power and place colon the final report of the national inquiry into missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and if you'll let me I just want to read the first paragraph here because it's incredibly fucking powerful yes yes, please thank you so the national inquiry's final report reveals that persistent and deliberate human and indigenous rights violations and abuses are the root cause behind Canada's staggering rates of violence against indigenous women girls and two S LGBTQIA people. The two-volume report calls for transformative legal and social changes to resolve the crisis that has devastated Indigenous communities across the country. The final report is comprised of the truths of more than 2,380 family members, survivors of violence, experts, and knowledge keepers shared over two years of cross-country public hearings and evidence gathering. Um, I'll stop there please um, if you if you didn't know about this then um, please read the report um, look at the calls to action educate yourself and if you did know about this um, let's keep the conversation going in our communities um, and I guess celebrate this step forward with the inquiry and also uh, baby steps baby steps It's something
2: it's not nothing
1: yep Um, it's a start so thanks for coming on that ride with me thanks for
2: driving that train what are we what's up in this episode here's what happened it's really cool the door opened Friday night, and in walked Bo Gomez with his parade of of uh, artists behind him, including uh, Mark Blaine, Nick Neon, and Lisa Donato. And they were all amazing filmmakers who had films in the Inside Out Festival. And so we were ridiculously lucky to have them come in and share our space. And they all sat down with us and talked to us about... Their movies, their inspirations, their queerness, um, and it was really like one of my favorite nights of Dickwick we've ever had. Me too. And we were able to hang out with them afterwards. And God, I love them. I love all these people. Like it was such a lo- a queer loving. And it was weird because um, it really was like the chosen family
1: effect. We're just like, yeah. oh, I'm at home with all of these yeah, people. Yeah. Right
2: away, we were just this giant group. This family and you know we didn't know each other. It
1: was phenomenal. Also, shout out to to Nick Neon's um, cousin Essie, also who was there. And I love that she was there as like support crew. Right. Um, They had Essie and we had Jesse. Yeah, exactly. There was an (laughs) Essie and a Jesse. It was it was perfect. Um, And also, so we are doing like a little a little like fag maneuver with this episode, (laughs) where we're actually going to release it in two parts. Yeah. um, Because we're very excited about it, and we want to give you all the time to let everything sink in instead of kind of throwing all of these segments at you mm-hmm. so this episode you can stay tuned to hear beau give an overview of inside out and then you're going to hear uh, mark first and then nick speak about their individual projects and queernesses so queernesses right <laughs>
2: <laughs> queernesses yeah is that a word that, i mean that's plural it's fine
1: stay tuned uh later this week we're gonna release the second part and you're gonna get to hear lisa speak about her project and then you're gonna get to hear a roundtable discussion Which might be my favorite part because just hearing all those artists talk amongst themselves and about their inspirations was, was amazing to me. So stay tuned for all of that. What a special
2: night. I'm very, very happy to now present these next segments so please enjoy
1: guess what though what hey rate review and subscribe oh yeah please hey we know you're not doing it
2: hey we see that you're not doing it do it it's really easy just Just do it click on it and just press the star i don't know
1: why you're still not doing it but open (laughs) itunes rate us and review us and tell your fucking friends hey one more thing guess what you should go to doyouqueer.com and you should order some goddamn merchandise
2: cool so there's a website there's a t-shirt yep and that's the That's what I know about merch and technology. That's all of it.
1: And then you can also contact us through our website now. So do that, please and thanks. Cute! So cute. Without further a queer, check it out. Enjoy. Bye. Tom, we're here with Bo Gomez, who's the marketing and outreach manager for the Inside Out Festival.
3: Hello. Oh, Hello. hi.
1: Thanks for joining hi. us. Thank you for having us. And a huge thank you for just um, coordinating this entire thing that everyone's I about to experience. You really
2: sort of um, masterminded this whole shaboodle. Oh. Well, no, It's
3: it's been such a pleasure and it's so great like hearing you all folks just, you know, illuminate us about your stories and your storytelling and to have you folks kind of facilitate that. It's been such a joy to hear. So thank you.
1: Can you walk us through Inside Out a little bit and what it what it means and like, what it does? What is,
3: that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, what I is took Inside, inside, inside out. out? What am I going to see? Yeah, it's you not, not the Pixar movie, first. okay? Like <laughs> <laughs> you YouTube us and then like it's the first thing <laughs> that like, <laughs> you see. But right. no, I'm um, Inside Out is um, Canada's largest LGBT film festival. Um, we run for eleven days in end of May up until early June, and we are on our twenty ninth year. Twenty nine. Twenty ninth. I didn't yes. know our numbers went up that high. We've been we've been <laughs> serving you queer cinematic experience for some time now, and it's only <laughs> getting bigger. And we uh, we love it. We love seeing the community come together. We love to bring queer storytelling to our local international community, and it's always such a joy like seeing everybody come together and celebrate queer magic with us.
1: We're at the tail end of the season. That's How's that been? Awesome.
3: It has been exhausting. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good, but. Don't but... sugarcoat it for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, it's, you know, Inside Out is so great in that we provide so many awesome programming for our community, for our filmmakers, um, for everybody involved. And, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's rewarding to see um, everybody enjoying themselves during our festival. And, You know, it's I'm so grateful and honored to be a part of it.
2: For stupid faggots like me, um, what what is your job in particular at the festival?
3: So marketing and outreach essentially involves like getting the community to be a part of our festival. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, to do to do branding, to do assets, to to show the world who we are. Um, But, you know, a a big part of what I do is to um, bring many different organizations and community groups and youth groups and educational groups to see Our stories or to see our filmmakers stories and um, had the opportunity to connect with each other and um, you know um, experience the joy and the beauty and the colors of all different aspects of queer representation and um, it's been really you know uh, awesome to be a part of all of that and um, yeah no it's really really fun. Speaking of colors do you mind if we ask you what your color is today? What is my color today? um Look inside. I would say like a blood orange. Oh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Something. And, and that's not usually my color. Like I'm usually like a dark, rich color of some sort. I guess blood orange is a rich color, but. There's something very fervent about that color, I think. and
1: I love that word so much. Yeah. It just made yeah, me sweat. That's how yeah. so much I love very very it. Fervent.
3: Feverish, you know? I love it. But I don't know. I guess, like, after hearing everybody sort of, you know, uh, speak about their truth and their, their awesomeness, like, it, it just kind of, like, brought up this, like, boiling bloodness about this color, and and I boiling know. blood, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> boiling toil and trouble, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, um. a little citrus in it, so yeah. So that's how. I feel. So this is great. You can
2: actually do all the work for Ellie and I right now. Um, Can you set up what we're about to listen to? Can you set up who these filmmakers are and why you've maybe chosen them to come and and
3: speak on TikTok? Oh, my gosh. It's a
1: short order. It's like
2: not a big deal at all.
1: Sure.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, we are graced with the awesome presences of um, Nick Neon, who is the filmmaker for Zero One, a short short film that is part of the shorts program Cowboy Take Me Away. Um, we have Mark Blaine, who is the filmmaker, actor extraordinaire of Cubby. And we have Lisa Donato, who is, who is the awesome filmmaker, director of There You Are, as part of our shorts program, Wide Open Spaces. That was really well
2: done. Amazing. Uh, after, even after we give you a few glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying, trying my best. Um, well, thank us. you. Dick Wick would like to thank you for all the work that you do. From it's the bottom of our queer shriveled really hearts. inspiring and I love it. Thank you for joining us tonight and for bringing these amazing people that you're all about to listen to. Thank you. Thank
3: you so much for having us. Thank you so much. So without further ado,
2: bye
1: and stay tuned.
2: (laughs) Here we are with Mark Blaine, screenwriter, director, actor extraordinaire. And yes, that is his real name. (laughs) (laughs)
4: we know they were thinking it go on
1: elliot (laughs) what do you mean by that
4: hi mark hello i'm so happy to be here you guys are lovely thanks for joining us only one of us
2: is um yes um obviously you're in town to promote your film at the inside out festival why don't you tell us a little bit about that
1: can i stop you nope Faggot time, faggot scrap time. We need a color before we get oh, into business. I'm so sorry. You're such that was a... so Jesse of me. Yeah. Thank you. I was about Jesse. to clock him yeah. for forgetting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we might just like rehire you and Tom, we're fine, not so sure. Yeah. Mark,
4: what's your color today? My color today is iridescent Nickelodeon Gak.
2: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold
1: on.
4: I'm sorry. That's flawless.
2: You lost me on the first syllable of that. <laughs> iridescent. What does that mean?
4: Very vibrant bright. It's like this vibrant, like sort of shimmery it's a shimmery thing it's like it almost gives off its own light it's there's like this metallic nature to it where you can see lots of um like rainbowish colors oh what a,
2: you're such a screenwriter that yeah. actually sounds like your dildo it actually does <laughs> yeah <Elliot>. yeah uh, <laughs> thank you for clarifying um, so next one nickelodeon. nickelodeon nickelodeon oh that's that american ytv channel i think the guy had a foot fetish right um, what? What? Okay, Is Nickelodeon, kid, like, a splash of orange, that channel? Yes. And yeah. as a
4: kid, like, there was, like, all that, and Keenan and Kel, and, like, a lot of, um, fun, weird shows that would never air now, because we're... Like Bricker
2: High? No. No one knows. I don't know the shows that you're talking about.
4: Yeah, and the dude who invented that had a
1: foot fetish and would, like... I always ruin everything and I apologize. But he like made Jesse his like female this. like stars uncomfortable cuz he would like ask for feet pictures and the Nickelodeon sign was a foot until he oh got god. fired. So
4: I didn't know any of this.
1: No, it's <laughs> Hold on. This sounds like I didn't make this copy. up. I
4: swear to god I didn't make this up. I it was the Cool Kids channel that <laughs> okay. like had fun shows. They had The Adventures of Alex Mack. And like she like could
2: Alex she, Mack, I remember.
4: She could be like a puddle, yep. like and like go Whoa. underneath
2: doors. And that, she actually had a foot fetish too. Oh
4: my god, I hate both <laughs> okay. of you. I don't no hate you. more feet. So Dustin <laughs> <Okay, yeah>. Nickelodeon, <laughs> Gak.
2: And Gak was that slimy. It was the slime. green
4: slime, yeah. and they would dump it on people in like uh, in TV shows and on award shows. They
2: did that to Alanis Morissette on that, <laughs> the one that, the one it that you said all did, that right, all
4: that. So why is that you today? Um, iridescent, there's just a lot of emotions going on, so it's sort of like um it's changing and there's like shimmery parts to it, but then the iridescence has some dark parts in it and yeah. we love that. It's we have great. a multi-dimensional queen that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So let's so Tom, let's let's go yeah. back to your like jesseing of this.
2: Yes, I would love to know <laughs> why you're in town.
4: I'm in town because I had the international premiere of my first feature film. Cubby at Inside Out Festival. Right. Very exciting.
2: Tell us about the film.
4: So, Cubby is about a uh, 26 year old um, gay guy um, who moves from Indiana, from the Midwest, to New York City um, after he tells his mom he got a job at an art gallery in Soho. It's like really prestigious. He's like living his dream. She drops him off. It's a lie. (laughs) He doesn't have a job. This is just what he needed to do to get out and to like start his life. He's coming of age, but it's a little bit too late to be coming of age. Um, That's so queer, I love it. Yeah, yeah, and um, he ends up being a babysitter for a six-year-old little boy who's uh, mixed race, and um, that's his day job, and they're sort of two peas in a pod. There's like a, um, you know, a, a big daddy vibe to it. Have you seen The Big Big Daddy um, with yes. Adam Sandler? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, so they're like silly and fun and and then I guess the, the, the grab to my film is that my character, the babysitter, has a uh, spirit guide who's a leather daddy who follows him around and is always there to guide him and give him advice
1: every word you said seemed like you said it directly for me and yeah, I'm a little bit yeah. like frightened by that did, like Elliot I'm surprised did you co-write this one? when you said Big Daddy and then leather I was just like oh I'm being called actually to attention right now keep it in your pants please. lovely I, lovely. I, like um, I have a question about the inspiration behind this how much of it was autobiographical
4: pulled from media like it's very autobiographical um, I you know was a babysitter for like five years six years And uh, my best friends were my kids that I took care of. They were like the first people to accept me as an adult queer man because they didn't see sexuality. So they didn't care that I painted my fingernails or they just didn't question these things. And uh, that's what I wrote the movie about originally, just me and the kid. Um, And then I met a leather daddy. (laughs) As one does. He was like my missing... Um, piece of the puzzle like he he exuded this confidence and respect and he talked about consent and um, things that are are obviously in the kink community but mm-hmm. also apply to life and about taking care of yourself and self-discipline like keeping things in order and so I thought okay this character I wrote that was based on me he needed two people in his life he needs the kid um, to feel like, a child and to feel free and accepted, and he needs this other guy to keep him in line, and um, it's this fun journey of the two together. But yeah, it's very true. I mean, I did um, add some some wild elements to it. It's not all real. Um, the character is addicted to clonopin, which is an anxiety um, drug. Mm-hmm. Um, which do you guys have that here?
1: I've heard of it. I, we probably have a different iteration yeah. of it.
4: Yeah. Um, so I am on clonopin. I have been since I like got out of college, because um, I was I was really uh, tortured as a kid in Indiana for being out. I was out at like age thirteen. I'm thirty now, um, but God, I went through so much, and I repressed all of that like trauma. And then when I got out of college, which was you know a bubble of wonderful queer loveliness and lots of sex, um, I like couldn't function in the real world. And I needed clonopin to like really keep these bad memories that came back to me at bay. And um, and then what was like the other drug was, you know, being with a kid all day, mm-hmm. who is you know non judgmental, and I felt so safe with. And also, their like their imagination is you know so refreshing. So yeah, that's really dear. I'm so excited <laughs> to see it. That's very exciting. It's a really sweet <laughs> movie that has um, a rough. Edge to it, but it's also really dreamy. Like we shot it on sixteen millimeter film, Mm. so it looks like it's kind of like from the nineties. I love that and seventies at the same time. There's lots of leather. I'm obsessed. Um, It's it's a rom com. You know, like I don't know. It's it's my baby. It's my baby. My baby. And I just premiered it. Like we. So wait. So this is your like premiere premiere well we we showed it in italy a month ago um which it's an italian audience so that's really interesting for an english movie with you know lots of new york and american jokes Mm -hmm. um but it was really well received there like the italian audiences loved how insane it was and then this past sunday we showed it at inside out at tiff bell Lightbox, which is a fucking dream come true and i'm still not sure i i feel like there was maybe a between one hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty people there, which is wild. Wow! And yeah, the you response- can't herd
2: queer people like that. Usually, exactly. they're usually just like running all over the place. We're like not very good yeah.
4: drivers too, so we have to like get an Uber there
1: or like take the. I crushed my car today, guys. You gotta use Lyft.
4: Lyft is pink and it's furry. True. I just got it. We don't really
2: have. Well, we
4: it's startup woes. I've been using it this whole time here. You have no excuses.
2: Well, I use Uber because I get so many discounts. It's such a slut.
4: I also
1: love when our guests turn us turn on us. Actually, this is amazing yeah. no I'm turned <laughs> um, I have a question for you about um, navigating themes and audiences you have kink fetish lather daddy and you have like an innocent adventurous child um, and I'm wondering if you've had any reception that finds that uncomfortable or inappropriate or what that's been like for you navigating that going forward
4: oh my god I've been through it really yeah seven years I've spent on this movie seven seven years and um I, people were repulsed sometimes by the concept. Um, I, you know, it's something that I think will, I'll be shelling out more of information as I go around the circuit of film festivals. Right. But, um, like, yeah, people were awful. Like, and that's why it's so embracing to feel the love at Inside Out because, yeah, there is a child, there's parenting, there's, um, sexuality, there's, um, all these things and kink all in one movie. And people are like, whoa, it can all be together and also be touching and warm and, um, and sexy Mm -hmm. and sweet. Mm -hmm. So people are, you know, wonderful here, but yeah, I, um, this movie is so not Hollywood. I overcame so many dicks, not good (laughs) kinds, um, of people specifically like queer, uh, white male Hollywood. They want to make movies with, with hot, white, straight guys still, right. to be honest. So Chris Evans is not in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I couldn't get him. Count Tom out. <laughs> <wasn't a> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but wait, the leather daddy in my movie, you know, is a former um, adult film star. That's um, awesome. He's really incredible. Like, if you look up his work, I'm sure you will find it incredible. Uh, who is it? His name is Master Avery, um, but his his actor name is Christian Patrick. Oh, um, But yeah, he did a lot of kink.com stuff, and... He's really into, you know, speaking for the fetish and BDSM community and travels the world. He's on a boat right now, by the way. I wish um, I was on a boat right like now. Doing, it's called the Race to Alaska, like random. But yeah. He's, is he literally racing? Yeah. Awesome. And his giant like um, flag thing is a BDSM flag. That's perfect. Um, that's yeah.
2: perfection. <laughs> you said you went to college. Did you go to college for yeah. filmmaking?
4: Um, yeah. Actually, no. Sorry. Okay. That's why I'm, I'm, the movie was so hard to fund because I didn't go to film school. I'm uh. I'm a trained actor. I went to school mm. for acting. Ugh. And I'm from the Midwest. Like, not very attractive, obviously. And I love the Midwest. <laughs> I, well, I do too. But, like, people in New York, like, I mean, it just depends. Like, you I, love the Midwest? <laughs>
1: I'm curious. What, what are the stereotypes that you get from Midwesterners in New York? Like, what do they expect from
4: you? Um, I don't know. People, like, in New York, you mean, like, what they think about me as a... As a Midwesterner, yeah. That I, like, love corn and, right. like... Um, Farm Do you hate (laughs) corn? I mean, and you don't farm. I'm so confused. <laughs> I did have a cornfield in my backyard, <laughs> and sometimes I dreamt that if I walked into it, like I'd be, I'd go into another land, or like oh, I'd, love I'd appear in another. Cute, like
2: a baseball team would come out of it and you could play with them.
1: Yes. Also, country
4: <laughs> boys make do. Might I just add that? Yeah, he's
2: not... not
1: masturbating with a cob of corn. <laughs> we don't know that. We're not going to. There's pitch a lot a of hole. hot guys in
4: Indiana, but like they're all homophobic. So right, uh, yeah, right. But like I stared at them. So of it's course, cool. yeah. It's cool.
1: It was very um, yeah, that. Yeah, but
4: my my character in my movie is an indiana guy like he is awkward he's bumbling um the the reactions to it so far like i've read on the internet like just a couple things this week one person says i'm super lovable another person says i'm incredibly irritating um I, that's the internet for you. i think i'm a, like the manic pixie dream boy gay boy that's never been on camera <laughs> that's also showing his hairy ass
1: that's beautiful, is your hairy ass in the
4: film? Yes, it is. Oh Perfect. my god. Yeah. Talk
2: us through that.
4: Yeah, well, um, it's so funny because all these people didn't want to fund my movie because they wanted like more explicit things and they were like, Why is there so much sweetness or like cut this the scenes with the kid? Um, but yeah, I I filmed actually like seventeen days of um shooting with my co director, who was who's actually a straight man. Mm. I couldn't find a gay Disgusting. man to <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find a gay man to direct co-direct my film with me because they all wanted to make it more. I think there's a pressure right now as a gay artist to make your thing sufficiently gay, right. and oh, they I were see. they right. kept them push, pushing to like take the sweetness out of it. So this straight oh, white director who I love, he's my best friend, Ben Mankoff. He saw the character and he saw beyond sexuality. He saw the the coming of age. Um, uh, the the best friendship with the the child and he thought it was very very touching. Um, what the fuck was I just saying? Well, I wanted to
2: get back to your hairy ass. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm curious. you
4: um?
2: Did you have to wear one of those little pouchy things?
4: No, I just oh. was butt naked on set, like yes. holding my junk. Great. Um, on a scale this from is one indie to filmmaking.
1: Ten. One to ten, how hairy is your ass? I'm just curious. It's <laughs> Elliot. I'm he's allowed not here to,
4: to. promote his hairy ass. It is I'm gonna say it's a nine point five. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm so here for that. Yeah. I love that. Um yeah no and I'm really proud of it. Cause so anyways, I did film the movie really and then we it. did reshoots. And when I did reshoots I'd written some more scenes because I added a character um, when I was reshooting. And I added the character of my mom who drives me to New York and it's played by Patricia Richardson, who's the mom from Home Improvement. Of course. Yeah, so she's my mom in the movie. She's well, funny. Who, by the
2: way, is an amazing actor. Yeah, like, she's got like a bunch good. of... It was a stupid show, but she held her own on that show. Like, she's she going so so to yeah. she's gonna listen to this. She's oh. going to listen to this. She has a gay son. I love son. you, Patricia. I
4: love you. <laughs> um, I'm so she, sorry for that show. She has no, Golden no, Globes. We were, was... She has Emmys. like... Yeah. Well, actually, no nominations. She's been nominated a million times. She's a real actress. So when I rewrote the script, I got her to come back to come and do it. And for some reason, I was like, I need my ass in the movie. So I, I yeah. wrote a scene for my ass. That's great. Um, and it's it's a hot wax scene. So. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
4: Tom and I have uh, hot waxed each other's ass on this
1: podcast before so we very we feel in solidarity with you. <laughs> at this point it was painful. solidarity. Solidarity,
4: solidarity. solidarity. Okay, yes, Jesse. Jesse is being the
1: patriarchy as always. Um, <laughs> oh, but we will patriarchy we wizard of time. Hear you at the round table and thank you so much for this. Thank you.
4: I look forward to the round Bye. table. Here we are with filmmaker
2: Actor, great person,
1: the greatest I've heard. (laughs) Nick Neon
2: It's joining us. I'm (laughs) Dickwick. Hi, Nick. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you. And before we go any further, yes, what is your color right now?
0: (sighs) My color right now is lilac. Uh Oh, yes, and it's a color I'm like very, very connected to because growing up, I was always like in between worlds. I'm half Korean, and I'm like gay i identify as queer but like and i was like new york i was in new york and i feel like my whole life has been like not allowed into certain clubs even though i feel of every club and as i got older i realized that my favorite color was pink and i was like i had never given myself permission to like that color and then after a few years i was like but i really love blue still so then i was like well what's the middle ground and i found out like lilac lavender like i just realized that color really is me and in this space right now with everyone i feel very much like just myself so i feel like li- what
2: li- an adorable profound answer it was so
1: sweet we love a color journey with our colors I'm that big was on colors, perfect so, i was so happy when
0: you said that was the prompt
1: i also lilac. love a color i can smell i feel like I'm getting a lot of senses from yes. that so that's perfect yes yeah. yes yeah Calm. i won't lilac i loved it too <sighs> So it's just us from now on, Nick, because Tom is out (laughs) with that awful, awful pun. That's not what we hear it for.
2: Um, Anyway, thanks for joining us here, Mr. Lilac. Yes. yes. Um, Will you please tell us about why you're in Toronto?
0: Yes. I am in town supporting my latest film. It's a short film. I got the short end of the stick. I ain't got features to, like, (laughs) promote. But um, it's a short film sequel to a film I actually came to Toronto for the first time with in 2016. This is my fourth year back at Inside Out. It is truly my favorite festival. I love this city so much, um, the people and culture, and it has like this like East Coast vibe, and it reminds me of New York, and it just feels right. And I love this place, so I'm super happy to be back with it. Um, it's on Thirty Rock.
2: Tina Fey says, "You know Toronto, just like New York, without all the stuff." <laughs> I agree with her, <laughs> but I would I would I would add plus. Beauty,
1: because New
0: York is pretty ugly. He's not talking
1: about New Yeah, that's fine. I'll take that as a compliment anyway. Yes, thank yes, you, no, Nick. No, that no, was no, very yes. sweet. You're welcome. Um, also, as we always say here, like size doesn't matter, right? So a short and a feature, like what's the big difference? You've never okay. said that. I've never yes, said that, in my but now you have, hair. and it's in. It's a part of. It's part of a history. There's a sign over mine that says size really does matter, and I'm Uh-oh. just like looking around. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So a short film here. Um, you're on a panel, correct? Like you're on a short.
0: Uh, like in a short block, yeah, yeah, shorts block, yes. It's can you programmed talk, with a few films.
1: Can you talk a bit about that? Like, what your theme is?
0: Um, so it seem it would seem from what I gathered because we screened last night, mm. um, the there was an element of New York City at large, or like the tri-state area. There was one film that took place in Jersey, and then the other four took place in New York. And the other big theme was about running away. The program mm. was called Cowboy Take Me Away and it was just it i think it's just films about characters who are struggling and just need a moment to like escape so that's 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 what i would say it was interesting
2: and so what makes your film yeah, fit yeah, that yeah. theme
0: it's a great question i'm i at first i was not really sure why my film fit in with the group and i'm still not exactly sure but i think that the film is very much uh, it's a film that it involves the main character returning from korea And dealing with coming of age and just sort of like being Feeling like he came home hoping everybody was gonna be miserable and that he made the right choice to leave But he discovers that his friends are doing well his sister's getting married Everyone can take care of themselves and he's 26 and again It's very like queer and coming of it's it's very coming of age to be older than your early 20s and queer Mm -hmm. Like I feel like coming of age happens for us in a very different way like totally I was never given dating advice. I was never shown the keys to the kingdom Mm -hmm. like my, you know, like my straight friends. And so I've had to come to it in my own way, but so the film is just very much the 24 hour period um, going from the year 2013 to 2014 and he's visiting home and he feels just deeply inadequate. And it's just about him having to confront his family and himself about. Feeling like a failure, and that that's okay, and he can start all over again, and hence zero one. Yeah,
2: I feel like you've already alluded to this, but is there some part of the story that's autobiographical? Yes, absolutely.
0: I feel so. I'm working on a series of films right now, um, that are I'm calling I'm nicknaming it the Jimmy Park Saga, and it's about a character who's like an alter ego of me a few years in the past, and for every dec- decade of his life, I'm gonna explore what I've been through and and give it to Jimmy to f- confront and learn. And we're just gonna watch him grow older on screen. And so like every decade, it's like two shorts and a
1: feature. And so that's so that's where we're at. We're at the, f- the second short and we're about to start the feature. I love when you say give it to Jimmy, like what's it like having a character kind of walking outside of your body? Like what is it like to see that grow outside of you? It's
0: interesting because it's on, it's just, it's therapy. Does
2: does Jimmy do the same things you do or does he do the wrong things or the right things?
0: For the most part, he actually does a lot of what I already did, but I try and twist it. So I don't call it an autobiography because I twist some parts of it because it feels like I'm looking back like through rose-colored lenses. Mm. It's like I went through a lot of crap, but knowing what I know now, I don't wish that the past version of me could like jump time. I think Jimmy has to go through it, but I can just give it to him with kindness and be, and at the end of the day, it's like, it will eventually be okay. So like the two films that are in this series start, they end on like very ambiguous, hopeful notes.
1: Yeah. We yeah. love hope here. Hope is something that we always try oh, and I come back too. to Tom. Give me horror eyes because hope is hard to find <laughs> horror sometimes. Eyes. <laughs> horror eyes and hope. That's you know, we know. We work for hope. We work <laughs> yeah. for it. We have to work very hard. Yeah,
0: you do. You really do. Yeah.
1: And so in that, I'm wondering, um, who do you hope sees this film? Like, is this for, Mm -hmm. is this for um, other young folk? Is it like, Mm -hmm. what's your hope for it? Um, truly it's a
0: film for people going through it right now and people who went through it maybe even like two decades ago or three decades ago and look back and just people who are looking back. I hope that they look back fondly because I do when I look back on all my troubles people who are going through it i wish i had i had seen something like what i was doing while it was happening and i went through such a like destructive period when i was like living in Seoul. and it's like one of those things where i just i wish i wish someone who looked exactly like me said to me it's gonna be okay not just my family and my best friends i wish someone in my exact shoes said that to me yeah and so that's why i make it (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Let's give Tom a moment okay. to feel.
1: So no. <laughs> don't give me... <laughs> no, I don't like feelings, so we'll just okay, move okay. right along from fuck that. Fuck feelings. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> we're very about here. Cool. I lived in Seoul, too. Oh, my... Shut yeah. the fuck up. I lived there for two years.
0: Holy fuck. Yeah. What a small-ass world. <laughs> no, that is amazing. Yeah. Did you Did you teach? Yeah. I Yeah, I started teaching yeah. when I first went. Yeah.
2: That is so crazy. It was... Uh, where were you? Life-changing. Were you um, I was... Uh, um... <laughs> do you know uh, Hongdae Park I
0: oh my god the opening of the next film is in Hongdae Park at dawn
2: I pretty much lived like right beside there what the fuck what a small (laughs) world that's incredible and then I moved in my second year I moved to Chan.
0: Oh my god yeah, yeah I've lived in I lived everywhere I was like the slut apartment whore of Seoul like so I was I. I love all those words maybe all we words. were yeah, maybe we like were ships part. passing in the night we, what years were you there No wait, hold the fuck oh <laughs> my <laughs> stop fucking telling me all these names of Korean places like what where, like what years were you in Seoul
2: 2010
0: to I was, 2012 I was there we're we were passing ships down. in the night <gasps> mm-hmm. That is incredible Yeah well, it was
2: life changing
1: I am <laughs> like I'm like floored by that. Oh my god. Can you speak a bit about navigating those identities? Like we're very curious on this panel right now about American and Canadian kind of relationships, mm-hmm. but um, even Korean and American like what yeah. is that like for you?
0: So for me in particular, it has been hard in a way that people don't want to give me credit for because I'm I'm supposedly white passing and I have such an issue with that term because it's something that, like, I feel like I'm so vocal about now, but for so many years I felt shame about even, like, addressing. It's very simple. I grew up never feeling white and only relating to, like, my Asian side. But I was never allowed to be in the Asian circles. And I didn't relate to white people, so I didn't know what to do with any of that. So I hung out with, like, a lot of black kids and, like, like Latino kids. And that's where I felt safe. As I've gotten older. I, I moved to Korea wanting to see like what my mom what my mom's life must have been like and I wanted to Get in touch with my roots and I realized how not Asian I was when I was in Korea And when I'm in America, I don't feel American. So I've constantly dealt with this and then on top of that there's a the whole white passing thing and I just have to say like No one can ever tell me like how much of the racism I absorbed on my mother's behalf mm. or how embarrassed or ashamed I felt that my mother was Korean and people like saying she's got a Chinese nose and she's got a flat face and like and things that I have I have my mother's nose and it's like so like it's been a journey for me to like get to the point where I'm at and part of that journey includes like finally allowing myself to be an actor for 10 years I didn't allow it because I was just like you don't deserve it and it's crazy that the first time I said I'm gonna write and direct this film about my journey and I'm gonna star in it because I wanna fucking see myself on the screen that was when everything changed and honestly it changed with inside out that was the first big festival in 2016 in may my life just changed and then i met actually lisa who is like the executive producer of zero one i I've now have met you mark like i've just met and i've been here and i get to share this and i'm so proud and i get to bring my cousin with me and it's incredible and if i keep talking about it i'll cry so like i'm gonna stop <laughs> too. Yeah. but it's like <laughs> it's, really it's nice. so real like identity has been like my biggest like the, the biggest bane of my existence yeah. And people always want to tell me that, like, oh, but you're so lucky. You're of all worlds. It's like, no. It's everyone wants to try and compartmentalize you, and it is really hard to exist on like the boundary, like the borderlines. Right. Of you have humanity. a foot in every Everything. world, so and then so, you're not and, in any of them. Yeah. And I see the I see the flaws and the beauty in everyone, but I'm not given the same. I haven't been given the same, in general. Yeah. So so like my films is just. I can only make what I know. So for me, Jimmy Park is a very important character because I feel like the more I put him on screen, the more I show people this every it's like zero one. We've toured for about seven months with it. And I have people from all walks of life, straight, gay, you know, female, male coming to me like, you know, white, Asian, like and saying they all feel the same way about the film and the climax of the film, which is about acceptance. And admitting vulnerability, and I'm. I'm Spoiler really, alert! <laughs> I did not say anything specific. Y'all still have to watch it. We're gonna be in India soon. We're going to Honolulu and Dublin. Wow, Whoa, that's <laughs> eclectic.
2: That's so exciting. Yes. yes, yes. Uh, thank you very much, Nick, for joining thank you. us, and phenomenal. we'll hear from you again very soon at the round. Absolutely. soon.
1: Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> great everyone we love being little little titty teases so you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> nope cut that jesse um, <laughs> awesome Jesus. awesome we love just being like little queer teasy tease fags yeah so you're gonna have to stay tuned can i have
2: some more peas please <laughs> more
1: peas are coming later this week um yeah. we have the um amazing phenomenal lisa donato, lisa
2: donato. And uh, then we'll we'll check back in with everybody and have a whole conversation. It's going to be unmissable. But wait,
1: if you call now, you get three for the order of nine ninety nine. No, but all to say, um, you don't need to wait a full week to get part two. It will come later this week. So keep your knickers not in a twist and stay tight. <laughs> wait, hang tight. I don't care how tight you are.
2: You're just, you know what? Just take it away. You got this. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> bye.
1: Okay, bye.
0: Do you queer, 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 Do you queer, 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 queer,